Like, imagine it was white cornerbacks in Alabama secondary in 1971. It's like that's the last time you saw one of them back there. <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not no, wrong. No, he's not. Just not, you know, cut out for it, I guess. Uh, speaking of not cut out for it, what do you say we start the show with some opening takes? A uh, lot to get to tonight there, boys. So let's jump right into it. Bobby, uh, why don't you do us the honor to kick it off? Certainly. Um the truth's hard to come by these days. Whether it's uh, what Bill Belichick's actually doing, does Joey Maz have a plan? <laughs> we don't know. We're just trying to sort it all through, sort it all out, just like everybody else. So here on the Simple Mind Sports Show, what we're going to do is give you the truth, whether that's with uh, New England sports news or other things. We'll uh, we'll give you our opinion, and we'll get to the bottom of things for you. Don't you worry. Uh, I think you're. Um... Poorly alluding to uh, our our new segment I in the show. The <laughs> Maybe I I just oh, I mean you know, no, we don't know the we were just it's a similar sports show. No, keep it secret. Real Ray's going to spill the beans at some point anyway. Within thirty yeah. seconds here, so might as well just get to it. We've got a brand new segment. It's been very anticipated. Bobby's been working for this on this for months. Uh, it's a multi-paragraph <laughs> email, uh, and it's called the Spirit Walk of Truth with Chief Bobby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we investigate some of the hard-hitting conspiracy theories uh, going around the internet webs. I know Ray's I went very full excited. Aaron Rodgers, took some ayahuasca, walked into the woods, and came out with the truth. And another uh, foreshadowing there. Aaron Rodgers may be part of this show as well in a different segment. We won't tell you what we're talking about. That's called a teaser in the biz, Ray. Try not to give it away. Um, speaking of giving it away, why don't we throw it over to Raymond, Dr. Big Mac, bottom of the totem pole of dumb, opening take. Uh, our parents owe us an apology, I believe, because I... Uh, what uh 30 years ago we were all outside playing we wanted to come inside play video games and they said that's not going to achieve to anything go back outside go do something go get some exercise well this kid tiago uh lap from argentina just played his heart out finishing in fifth place overall playing Fortnite, winning nine hundred thousand dollars what a fucking dweeb yeah loser who cares that's fucking amazing a 13 year old kid I'm teaching my kid to try to play baseball and basketball, and I know it's not going to get him anywhere. Hey, kid, go back and play video games. You're going to fucking make $900,000 coming in fifth place. Then what Fuck are you yeah. going to do when he blows at that, and then you have to shit on him for sucking at video games? What's yeah, that's the next 450 thing? after taxes. He's middle class. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, but he you can't got... collect that until he's 18, so it's mine, baby. You fucking so you're gonna get sued. You're Britney Spears, this motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, are you still tricking Christmas sales? Yeah, it's my last two. Good for you. Oh, last two. So we're going to get a borderline spicy. I think at three, you really go off the rails. <laughs> uh, six, I black out. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. That's what we're looking for. Three. Yeah. yeah. So maybe two, you'll be functional and, you know, yeah. add something. Well, uh, I, well, I tried I put, to, but you were interrupting me about this Tiago. I mean, kid. you know, when you go off the rails, I put that fucking rundown right in there. Bobby followed it. He obviously has a fucking agenda. Yeah, but I have, have three and a half months to write an email. Finally, we get it. And he makes a big <laughs> goddamn deal about it. Trying to be secret in the opening take. At least he has an agenda. You talk about fucking Tiago, whatever, making, making, yeah, making middle class related to that Vanderlei guy who's uh, going down for stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Leave it to me to talk about the actual show. I put Red Sox or Belichick, figuring one of you assholes would talk about the two biggest I stories. I talked about Belichick in my opening take. Well, that one goes unsaid, so I'll leave it for the show. That's how we'll open the show. Uh, the, la the latest on Bill Belichick, his last stand. Uh, I'll go to the Red Sox then. 
Breslow the Bolts does something that Heim Bloom could never do, make an actual baseball trade with an actual name, uh, shipping Chris Sale out of town. He's got a ticker parade for it, uh, at least initially. And I'm here to tell you, nay, 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 it's not that good. It's not, it's not as good as everyone's uh, making it out to be. Uh, a lot of caveats here. When you got to pay over half the salary to get a guy out of town that's been absolute dog shit for you for four years, it's not the greatest trade in the world. And and what they got back is is not you know lighting the world on fire either. Uh, I just want to touch on the Red Sox a bit there. Give Bobby a breather before his big his big segment. So, so we'll do a little prepared. Red Sox talk. Uh, State of the Red Sox spring trainings in like six weeks, and uh, you know they still don't have half their team. So cool. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Oh, someone learned how to use cool. That's good. Congratulations. Good job, Bobby. Uh, tonight, we will be talking about Bill Belichick's last stand. Very well, me, uh, maybe watching his last game uh, on the New England sideline on Sunday against the Jets. Uh, we got a football segment, NFL, college football, some news out of that. Breslow the Bulb, do a little Red Sox talk. We got a Bot Pod's basement. I think we might do a little Simple Minds Bot Pod combination there because we got a lot to get to, including the Spirit Walk of Truth with Chief Bobby, which everyone's excited about. <laughs> This is the Super Mind Sports Show Friday Rewind, January 5th. Happy New Year, gentlemen. Uh, 2024 is upon us. Welcome to the show. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you're welcome. Uh, everyone looking pretty good tonight. New room for Bobby, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't get that all the time, so congratulations to you, um, Ray. You've moved your camera over a little bit, so we've we've got some nice abs and boobies there next to the Johnny Menzel. Well, so there you go. Yeah, that should really always be the angle. Give us something good to look at, other than your chins. Um, you can't see my chins. That's why I grow a beard, Dick. If you're listening on your preferred platform, whatever it be, uh, tell your friends, um, rate, subscribe, review, and as always, tell your mothers. Hold on. Before you go, how the fuck do you get cut on your hand all the time? You always have a Band-Aid on your hand. You fucking have an office job. You don't do anything manual with your hands, yet you're always cut. And it ask upsets your, me. No, ask no, your no, mother, mother. Ask your mother about why. That was an absolute layup. Yeah. Ask your yeah. mother, Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> that was ah! a layup. That was user Ray, error. Ray's so upset he made poor decisions and asked me a fucking manual labor for life. Uh, let's talk about uh, Bill Belichick. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I married up. I'm fine. I'm good to go now. <laughs> I'm retiring before both of your bitch tits. You married in like when you were fucking 16. You just locked out. That was Dude. like 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, it took you 30 fucking baby. years to get here. <laughs> it's called winning the lottery, baby. Yeah. Sorry, I got the winning ticket. You, and either way, you have diabetes. You're not going to enjoy I don't it. have diabetes. Yeah, yeah. It's like one failed blowjob and some pity sex, and all of a sudden he married up. It's like, fuck <laughs> you, dude. Fucking <laughs> unclog my toilet, you asshole. I cut my finger <laughs> making dinner. Holy uh, shit, you got two? You got ha- cuts on both hands? No, this is just a thing. This isn't a cut. This is a little uh, thingy thing. Oh, I thought that was the Band-Aid. That's the one I saw. That's what I thought it was. I'm like, oh, you thought I had dual dual handcuffs? Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. this is a, I chopped off my, legitimately the tip of my finger, a mandolin cutting potatoes. Ah. Are you a mandolin? Yeah. Yeah. Don't. I don't. I was cutting a (laughs) potato. I was cutting a potato and uh, very much like a movie kind of looked away and then went, whoop, and it cut the tip right off and went, 
oh fuck and i walked to the bathroom and filled the sink with blood and went oh. ingrid cut pretty bad they are gone go and, to the store and then it bled for two days straight i didn't sleep one night because of the pain and then holy uh, shit put some second skin on it and you know now we're that human body's a miracle it's a miracle it's almost all the way back you're like an iguana <laughs> i'm like an iguana good for you for pulling that out thank you you've been reading your children books again uh-huh kind okay, of boy uh bill belichick's last stand will this be i mean this has been the story all year last year last week we did the biggest uh, story of the story of the year we all are all in agreement on that except for bottom of the totem pole dumb who thought it was something about soccer probably um we've been talking about this all season belichick's last stand obviously uh finishing the season some raving wreathing raving um reports stories came out this week one from the herald one from um somewhere else um, athletic or the globe, I forget, whatever. Either way, uh, Bill Belichick and his football operations are getting shit on left and right. I've got some of the quotes from the one from the Herald, uh, just absolute dysfunction going on behind the scenes. Uh, we walk into this Sunday's game against the Jets, who, uh, by the way, I think is a guaranteed win for the Patriots, which may fuck up the draft position. If it feels you that way, especially with that the talk. impending snow. Um, but really, the question here for me is. Not if Belichick is back or not. That that one goes unsaid. You know, it's really going to determine where the obviously next season goes, and it's a big. But I'm really curious if they, if the Crafts know already. Have they made their decision? Is it settled? Or I would they, hope that they would make their decision on what they plan on doing. You think, right, Bobby? You're four yeah. days away, three days away, four days away from the decision. It's it's been reported that they have a scheduled meeting for Monday. Now, if you listen to Greg, Black Bedard, Monday, Black Monday, Black Monday. So I listen to Bedard and read Bedard quite a bit, and he says generally Kraft and Belichick's meetings after um, the seasons are on that Tuesday or that Wednesday to report in, and this year it's scheduled for Monday. So take that in consideration if you want to run through this report. You know, there's a bunch of uh, fucking unbelievable quotes which I want to get to, but just your opening thoughts. Does Kraft already know the answer? Not whether, not should he? Does he? Does he already know the answer? I think he's leaving up to Bill. I think it's all in Bill Belichick's hands what happens at that meeting. Maybe it's just one of those things where Kraft's hoping Bill says, you know what, this is just not working out anymore. It's time to move on. I don't think Kraft wants to be the bad guy. He doesn't want to be the guy that let Bill Belichick go where he goes and wins that coaching uh, record. He was didn't want to be the guy that let Brady go. That's why he all put it on Belichick. So he doesn't want his name being dragged in the mud. So I think he's going to just let it, Belichick decide if he wants to come back or not. I would hope he has a decision in mind. The only bit of indecision that I could see as any bit reasonable would be at this Monday meeting. He goes in and meets with Bill, and they have some sort of a discussion about what Bill coming back looks like for each parties. And if Kraft isn't satisfied with that, then he moves on immediately. But I, how, I, I don't understand how you can't have a plan for this and just like not know what you would be doing next. I don't know how you bring him back after this specific... Uh, Harold piece dropped today. Let me read some of it. So it starts off. The issue started. Uh, this is um, Callahan and Kai, Doug Kai and Andrew Callahan. I think who it is. Uh, anyway, uh, it says Belichick quote preferred to keep Matt Patricia and grow together in quotes uh, with his 22 offensive play caller, but ultimately relented, which is going on said Kraft pushed him uh, into hiring Bill O'Brien as an offensive coordinator. 
Uh, Belichick then, quote, denied O'Brien the opportunity to build his own offensive coaching staff, allowing just one outside hire in the tight ends coach, Will Long. Uh, this came from a source inside the building. Quote, the staff dynamic is completely fucked. New offensive <laughs> line coach, Adrian Clem, uh, quote, confronted director of player personnel, Matt Groh, early in the season about the team's lack of quality players in a loud exchange that reverberated throughout the organization. Uh, Clem said he did not feel heard. According to Callahan and Kide, while other staffers, quote, privately pointed fingers back at the decision makers about the team's construction, highlighted by a patchwork offensive line that included two offseason additions in Riley Reef and Calvin Anderson, who appeared in just six games combined this season. Uh, Clem has since, I think, been fired, if not uh, released. No, he left for medical reasons or whatever. We left in medical reasons for in October. I thought Bill told us he was fired today. We had a Billy bomb. Maybe he was wrong. Either way, he's not expected back in 2024. Uh, no shock there. I'll stop there. The offensive side of the football, which is dead last in the in the NFL, has been a train wreck. Uh, forget last year. This year, it's been even worse. Um, clearly, dysfunction is, is a massive problem there. Not even talking about the quarterback. We're just talking about the staff dynamic, which is completely fucked, which is a direct quote from one of the personnel guys or a player uh, inside the inside Patriots place there. Um this is this is Bill Belichick's organization. This is what he has developed. He wanted to bring walk the walking testicle sack back in Matt Patricia, which obviously uh, didn't work, but looked better than this because he was forced into signing Billy O'Brien. And what's Bill's biggest attribute? And I got a whole thing on this uh, in a minute. Spite, 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 spite. As soon as. Kraft started meddling in this business, which went back to all the way to 2017, 16. Uh, Belichick has been making even more spiteful moves than than he was prior to this. And, and this is another example of it. Their coaching staff is a fucking disaster, Bobby. It's a mess. It is. Yeah, it's you, you can point to all these different decisions that have happened and you can see why the product is what it is. There is dysfunction on every level. Uh, they they let future they let things in the past dictate what they do in the future. Uh, there's different grudges. There's politics in play. Nothing is really about uh, the just the pure product of football, putting the best product out there, getting the best players, and having the best coaches there. The whole program needs needs a revamp. It will take years to do it, but it it, it has to happen. Or this is we're just they're just going to be a poor team for a while. Just organizationally, they need to relook at everything. Yeah. Uh, to put it plainly, it's a shit show in there. And, um, you know, it, uh, on the subject of, is he coming, is Bell Belichick coming back? Has Kraft made his decision? Again, I'll keep reading here. I don't know how you bring this guy back. Even if you did, again, to your point, Bobby, you'd have to like completely revamp everything underneath him again which you can't do and expect success, but I'll keep going here. Raymond, this speaks to your and I's feud for most of this year and Mac Jones. Um, my point of Mac Jones to get on the record one more time was never that he was that terrific. Just that the situation that he was put in was so bad that it was impossible to judge what this kid actually had going on for him. And I think I got a little bit of uh, backup here with these reports that are now coming out, but I have since acquiesced to your point, Ray. He does kind of suck too, and he's a little bit of a bitch. But let me read this. 
Get your response. The locker room's confidence in Mac Jones, uh, quarterback Mac Jones, quote, waned significantly after the Patriots' 34-0 loss to the Saints in Week 5, but players didn't lay all the fault on Jones. With one sourcing highlights the miscommunication in the quarterback room by noting the backup Will Greer, quote, was never a serious consideration, despite being told uh, he can compete for playing time. This is out of the the uh, piece here, but combine that with now your starting quarterback, Billy Zappi, being cut twice, I think, and re-signed mm-hmm. twice. Um, the fuck-aroundery they did with uh, um, Lee Cunningham. Lee Cunningham. Um, they brought in some other scrub, too, right? The Michigan State kid, wasn't he hanging around for a Also, while? the guy from the Panthers, uh, Matt Corral. Matt that's Corral, what the early that's one. That was. That's, it was I was another, like, a guy like, that just retired, yeah. Or it was another name. So they were fucking around with the quarterback room all season. Uh, a lot of speculation again on the spite train that Belichick was just fucking with Mac Jones, which is hard to say that he wasn't by the time that he finally got pulled. I mean, after that game in Germany, he still, they put him back out there the week after he's having a mental breakdown on the sidelines and Belichick keeps throwing him out there. Like the only motivation for that is spite craft. Bob, you made me draft this kid. He's the future. Let's see what he's got. Keep throwing him out there. I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> the spite level is on a a, a different uh, a different stratosphere. Quote uh, <clears throat> back to the column here. Um, oh, the report. There definitely isn't a healthy communication in there about trying to win football games. A source said. Um, moving to the defensive side of the ball, Patriots cornerback Jack Jones quote blew up on position coach Mike Pellegrino at halftime on the week's. 10 game matchup with the Indianapolis Colts in Germany after not starting the game. He was then released the following day. And since then has two pick sixes for the Las Vegas Raiders and no gun charges, no further gun charges as as we know. He got to Las Vegas without his guns, apparently. Uh, And the visitor locker room after the Patriots upset against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a nice one. Trent Brown bringing coming right back up. Trent Brown openly discussed playing for, uh, uh, an NFC team next season. He has since not played, has been a healthy scratch and is going to lose out on some million dollars, a couple million dollars on incentives 6.5. because he's an asshole. He's also That's... sick this week. He's He didn't practice this week so far. <laughs> yeah, sick. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> um, I had a mother joke there, but I left it in the hole. I left it in the holster, right? I wasn't going to, I didn't pull it out. You're welcome. Uh, and then lastly, I've never done that with his mother. <laughs> I mean, you guys are already met your quota, so <laughs> that's my first quota? one of the evening. I'm good. No, you texted one and you laughed at your own joke like an idiot. The text chain doesn't count on the no, podcast. That's two different things, and there's no quota in the text chain. No, that's true. Ray, uh, just your response to the um, the article here from the Herald. And the dysfunction laid out by uh, I don't know if you read the whole thing. Uh, these are just I listened to it because I can't read a lot. But uh, basically, what I've oh. gathered is that <clears throat> that Bill Belichick wanted uh, Matt Patricia to stay stick around. Kraft said no, like you said. Now, uh, when Bill O'Brien came in, he basically said you can't bring your own staff in. So Bill O'Brien had to like work with each positional group, and that's like not likely because if you have your own group that comes in here and works with everyone you'd be able to just be like oh go bobby go sit in with the quarterbacks do your thing i'm gonna go and make the game plan whatever but basically it sounds like belichick was just fucking with mac jones this whole time and wanted him to be a disaster just to fail for 
fucking Bill O'Brien to blow up in his face. Seems like there's so much dysfunction. Like everyone hates everyone there. Cause even uh, Gerard Mayo's come out and said that he's, his name's getting blasted in the locker room for being a, uh, not a uh, approachable coach or being an asshole or whatever the hell it is. But yeah, basically it's just everyone fucking hates everyone and everyone's pointing a gun at everyone saying, fuck you. I don't really care what you have to say. To, to your point there, Ray, about the position coaches, about uh, Bill not being able, Bill O'Brien not being able to choose his, it was also reported in this article that later on that Bill O'Brien, that in this source basically said they almost never met with their position coaches. So they never had this like one-on-one mm-hmm. coaching training. It was all done with the offense as a whole, which yeah. is highly unlikely. So basically also indicating Bill O'Brien doesn't trust these people and what they're saying without him there. So further showing how the offense is a complete fucking shit show because didn't adrian clem like miss a week or something for health reasons and then came back and they were doing like different uh, it appears as if adrian clem or something was like silently that. fired during the yeah. season but it just seems like they went underneath him and they were changing his game plan like he was running this new system and then they were taking stuff from Starnacki another great up. reminder also in the article <laughs> it basically says that james ferentz coaches the offensive yeah line. i saw that too i was like wow <laughs> so another another ray you're, you're just jogging my memory here perfectly another <laughs> indicator about why the patriots blow mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah agent clem left for quote-unquote medical reasons um bill belichick gets back up in the media guts about that <laughs> I think his quote was, do you want me to break the Hippocratic Oath? Even though he's not a fucking doctor. <laughs> he's a doctor of assholery. But um, so We're all doctors, but maybe maybe he, he had a cold and he had to leave and never come back. Uh, either way, James Ferentz took over and started coaching Dante Scarnecchia techniques, not Adrian yeah. Klepp techniques. Um, by the way, since then, the agent, the offensive line has been kind of better. So decent, there decent. You go. Yeah. Um, especially for what they're dealing with. Uh, again, this is, I think the whole thing just speaks to around the question, will this craft has craft made up his mind? He has to, he has to have, he has to have, I don't think he has. All right. We'll get to that last one. I just want to read. I just want to go back to the spite, the, these spite decisions and kind of a little timeline here and see if it makes sense. I put this in a blog and simplemindsports.com by the way, right. Had a little time off. Did you a little time in your hands? No, I just, I knew that you were very upset that I wasn't pulling my weight so see I that bobby to. i will belichick on my own little leadership <laughs> i know that type of motivation doesn't work on you you're more of a the pat on the ass you know i know we'll oh. get that conspiracy theory one day you can do it i know you can ray is more of you're an asshole you're an idiot um <laughs> you know you're not good enough and he's like i'll show you papa and then he you know jumps to it he had fucking <laughs> six articles out in one day so kelly tell you i called you papa <laughs> Tells me tell me uh, so here's a little timeline I'd like to uh, showcase with you on the uh, spiteful Bill Belichick and the demise of the Patriots. Uh, it, it, this goes back all the way to Garoppolo. So admits three uh, it, within three Super Bowl wins, uh, speaking to the greatness of Brady. Tell me if you agree or not. This is really the meddling of Robert Kraft and when it started. It started with Garoppolo when he was Belichick was forced to trade Garoppolo. Remember the report from Adam Schefter? They're not trading Jimmy Garoppolo for four first round picks. Oh, of course. And six months later, they traded him for nothing. Second round, second, like round second round pick and a what ended up being Trent Brown, right? Mm-hmm. Later, a year later or whatever. Um, just a spiteful delivery from from Bill Belichick. Give my boy a soft landing. The return not as what it could be, not as what it could have been. There were reports that they could have got three first round picks for Jimmy Garoppolo from Cleveland. They could mm-hmm. have been up there. 
mm. uh, drafted Baker Mayfield. That was the whole thing. So there you go. There's first one. Uh, spiteful move with Garoppolo because Kraft made him do that. And then after that, you get an emboldened Tom Brady with no pressure behind him uh, coming off uh, Super Bowl. Uh, you know, genius motivation to move uh, by Belichick. Brady falls in the thank you, Papa. Yes, Papa. Camp like Ray. Uh, you got to push him, let a fire in his ass. He did that with Garoppolo. They go win the Super Bowl. Garoppolo gets traded that midseason. Brady comes back, and this is where you get Brady in the Alex Guerrero versus, versus Belichick and that whole fucking dynamic that we went through with the Brady five, uh, Gronk and Edelman and Chris Hogan and Amendola, you know, that crew of whites against, you know, the rest of the locker room or whatever, handsome, the handsome whites against uh, Belichick uh, for Alex Guerrero to rub them down. Uh, you had that whole fucking conflict in, in the turmoil. And then towards the end of Brady's term, he wanted basically personnel decisions, which led to Nikhil Harry coming on, a drafting of a wide receiver in the first round. Spiteful Bill said, ha Was 1,000% because Brady said, I need fucking weapons. It's the only time Belichick has ever drafted a wide receiver in the first round, and it was all in the midst of Brady saying, I need more weapons. That same, the next year, they go and give a second-round pick for Mohamed Sanu, Brady's hand-picked guy. That same year, they guaranteed $9 million for that fucking cretin Antonio Brown, who lost two games and is gone because he... Beats everybody up and, you know, whatever. Only if he was just not crazy. What could that was all Brady, which 1,000% came through Kraft to Belichick. So you had that whole con conflict going on. Then Belichick and, and Kraft oust Brady. They, they remove the franchise tag. Br Belichick gets his uh, wish. Brady is no more. He's gone. One year later, Kraft puts Mac Jones on his lap. Forces him to drag Matt Mactor over to the 15th pick. And then the next, and then, and then the last straw to break the camel's back, he doesn't let Matt Patricia, Kraft doesn't let Matt Patricia stay, makes uh, Belichick go and hire Billy O'Brien. All, all Kraft meddling into, into football operations. And within that whole time, go look at the decisions made by Bill Belichick and tell me they're not just spiteful asshole picks. Tell me Cole Strange is not a spiteful asshole pick just to show he's got power. He's the one in charge. Kyle Duggar. Kyle Duggar. The yeah. good one. <clears throat> the the, yeah. un, the uh, double A uh, football player drafted in the second round. Go, go look at those decisions. Riley Reef. Go look at those decisions. So, oh, you're going to make me bring on Billy O'Brien? Our first three picks in this draft are going to be defense, even though mm -hmm. our offense fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. Go tell me that's not purely out of spite. So he went from I'm doing what's best for the football team to I'm doing what's best for my spiteful temper tantrum attitude. And it's not right by Belichick, but it's also there's cause and effect. The push by Brady, the tempering by, by Kraft, and maybe it was needed. Maybe Belichick needed to acquiesce more and be, be a better team player. But that cause and effect, I think, through what I just kind of laid out, has got you to the point now where you bring in Billy O'Brien, but he can't bring his own staff, and I'm going to undermine basically everything you, you want to do because I'm Bill Belichick, and fuck you. Five and you're not. Yep. For me. Fourth-round pick, Chad Ryland. Trading up to get Chad, Chad Ryland. I mean, yeah. he does things just despite – he could have he fit in great with, with us. Folk burying field goals every day. <laughs> if he was 40 years younger, he could have fit in right with our group. Because we're all spiteful cunts, and he just fits right in. 
Yeah, and look, he he he's been heralded for twenty years for zigging when 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 everybody else was zagging, or vice versa, right? Yeah. And you know, now we know a lot of that has to do with Brady and the freedoms that he had because Brady was so good that a lot of those zags worked. Um, but now it just seems like it just seems like the motivation is not truly football related. It's a power political spiteful dynamic down there. And, you know, this Herald article lays it out to a point where to put a nice little bow on this um, segment. I don't see how you bring Belichick back and I don't think he's back. I think the, there's too many signs here. This, uh, these articles getting released before Sunday, uh, getting dragged through the mud, the Monday more, the Monday uh, afternoon meeting being released, um, the crafts never saying a fucking word this season to down to to um, you know say Belichick is not is, is coming back. The opposite of that reports that the Belich- that the crafts have decided that he's not coming back after that Germany game that it was basically decided. He's gone. He's gone, Ray. I think he's gone too, but just because you know it's Kraft's camp coming out there saying like paying this picture like this is all Bill's fault. This was never you know we tried to win, we wanted to win, we wanted to you know look to the future, but Belichick didn't want Brady here. Uh, Mac Jones didn't work out because Belichick sabotaged everything. That's why this didn't work. So it's painting the picture that Kraft's are getting off scot free once again, putting all the blame on Belichick for when he gets fired with the rest of the mediocre coaches on Monday for Black Monday. Well, I hope they're ready to support Gerard Mayo because it's not going to be an exciting hire. They better give. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's if they're going to get rid of him, it's probably going to be a soft landing. It's not going to be this total regime change. We're probably going to look at Gerard Mayo and whatever else comes with that. Well, how many guys is he going to take with him? There's fucking eight guys on the staff. How many guys yeah. can he take with him? His kids? Two kids. Yeah. yeah. And Troy Brown. Whatever. In a I, I would think if Rod Mayo stays, that Jack the defensive Jones. staff would yeah. stay. I think you can just go. What you know, if Bill Belichick's making twenty million and Gerard Mayo comes in and makes five as a head coach, four whatever, then you got fifteen million to go pay some coaches. Go get some good coaches. Billy O'Brien's going to bring his his own offensive staff. Um, you got the fourth highest cap, you know, cap space. Whatever that means, they haven't spent real money in three years. That's kind of their trend. Every three years, they dish out some money. They're they're set up to go spend money. They're obviously going to be motivated to do that with a new coach. You, you know, we've said this before. We said it b- before last year. If they spent some money, they were set up to be decent. They're not. Their offensive personnel is bad, but Very bad. you can fix that fairly quickly with a competent with a veteran quarterback that doesn't throw four interceptions in the first quarter. They could be an average NFL offense next year. Yeah. Uh, you think would, you have, but you have to above average the, defense. Then if you got a, then average, you're a good team, you had an average offense this year with an above average defense this year, you're in the playoffs in the AFC. That's a good team. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a 10 win team, but yeah. you also have to get a GM that can address the needs and like can go out there and look at the college game and bring these kids in. That's what Bill Belichick lost his fastball with. He couldn't address the wide receiver position, quarterback position after Brady left, obviously, and every other position on the offensive side of the ball. Defense, he could fucking make us look like Pro Bowl players, but on the offensive side, he's just lost it, and that's what we need here. play corner. Yeah. Yeah, Well, Well, nice segue, Ray. He couldn't make anybody look like a Pro Bowl player this year. First year since 2000, Patriots have been shut out of the Pro Bowl. Not a single one making that team. Uh, A little salt on the wood there. I think Barmore is probably the only one that – Barmore may have gotten boned even a little consideration there. But if you go look at the tackles that made it, there's three of them. Chris Jones, uh, the kid, the guy from Baltimore, and uh, I forget the other one. 
he's Barmore's not better than him, and the Patriots suck. So, uh, well, there you go. Uh, Sunday, probably a win against the Jets. He probably goes off with a uh, with a win. You know, maybe he gives a little. Maybe he gives. Maybe they know. Maybe he knows. Maybe he gives a little salute to the crowd. That's what I'm you know kind of looking for. It was weird when Brady left that 2019 Titans playoff game. Mm. You everyone knew it, and he just fucking ran off the field. Kind of knew it, didn't know it. It was awkward. Um, I don't think this will be as awkward. I think <clears throat> people will kind of know. You think they carry him off? No, but they I think not. you. I think oh. you get a win, and people will be sauced up. It'll probably be a weather game, so even more sauced up. And you probably get a a a crowd that stays maybe a little bit later than normal, and just gives a you know kind of a soft applause on his way out. Nothing crazy. I don't think there's anything <laughs> crazy, but. You might not even notice it on the TV broadcast, but I bet the stadium you'll feel. Are you going, Ray? Mm-hmm. So you'll feel it. I think you'll you'll kind of feel the buzz. Feel let right us now. know. I'll feel right give now. Us a, give us a live, uh, give us a, a video. I'll give you a video of my nuts. Right. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe it's Gerard Mayo uh, as the next coach. <laughs> maybe it's somebody else, Bobby. Maybe it's someone close and near and dear to your heart. I got a little uh, tidbit here we haven't talked quite a bit about, not even on the text chain. Uh, I'll give you a teaser. Where could Jim Harbaugh be after this Michigan national title game? Got a little news for you right after headlines with the obvious one. Thank you there, Richard. The Celtics' six-game winning streak was snapped Tuesday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Porzingis and Tatum both dropped 30-plus, but it wasn't enough for a 127-123 loss. Next game is against the Utah Jazz Friday night. The Bruins started the new year off with a win in Columbus. They beat the Blue Jackets 4-1. Next game is against the Penguins Thursday as we record. The Patriots, for the first time, have zero players going to the Pro Bowl, and why would they? At 4-12, they finished the regular season off against the Jets and could finish anywhere between the second and seventh pick in the NFL draft. The Red Sox signed someone. Lucas Giolito signed with the Red Sox for two years, $38.5 million. He had a 2-9 record last year with a 7.07 ERA. The Red Sox also sent Chris Sale to Atlanta in return for shortstop uh, slash second baseman Vaughn Grissom. Finally, on this day in 1971, the Globetrotters, that's a nice dick, lose 199 <laughs> to New Jersey Reds, ending a 2,495 game winning streak. This has been headlines with the obvious one. Nice dick. Back to you, Richard. wasn't the reaction I was going for. I wanted you to lose it, but not enough Christmas sales. No, are you kidding me? I'm in the zone right now, baby. I'm I'm telling you, two Christmas sales is really, you know, that's it. Fucking money, man. Just as I show my day every day. Just two Christmas sales right in the morning. Little football talk here. We'll start off with some college. Uh, Get to the tease I just gave you. Jim Harbaugh, uh, this went under the radar, especially after Michigan's win, which we'll get to here, but he signed Don Yee as his agent. The same Don Yee. Agent of one Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. Close, close ties with the New England Patriots, who just may happen to uh, be looking for a head coach this offseason. Bobby, you no. say no. No. They, they would do not want that. That would be terrible. I would be absolutely opposed to him as the head coach of the New England Patriots. I would rather teams? have Belichick stay. Wow. 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 Why? This is your guy. Not- You're a Michigan guy. 
Uh, yes, I think he's a good college football coach because what he does is he's a personality, he's an overseer, and he brings the players in. He does not come up with defensive or offensive game plans. The coordinators do that. He has literally nothing to do with the creation of any football schematics. He might go in and say, hey, I want to run the ball a lot. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then they come up with a plan to do it. Ever since the team has been actually good, what's happened is his brother, John, has given him his best Baltimore Ravens defensive assistants who then go there and do two-year stints as uh, their head defensive coordinators and then go back to the Ravens for a promotion there. And he's had two other uh, offensive coordinators that have come in from other highly touted ways and have come up with it. He he doesn't do anything else other than that. He's not... He's not a pro coach. Well, oh, that's to Colin Kaepernick, okay? Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. Wherever he goes, Kaepernick. he won't succeed. And went to the Super Bowl. I mean, he went to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. Where's Colin Kaepernick doing nowadays? Nothing. And he and then he Social didn't justice. come up with the game plans. Roman, Greg Roman and whoever his defensive coordinator is, Mike Singletary, they did it. He's a great college coach. He also said that uh, J.J. McCarthy is the best Michigan quarterback of all time. But I don't want him in New England after that comment. He you said can, that. <laughs> yeah, you can, Brady, you can stay. Brady uh, rubber stamped that, by the way. So speaking Did of Brady, he? I was uh, the, the other day. We, uh, he is. JJ's got a better winning percentage, and he went. He's going to a national title. There you uh, go. Brady was like uh, has a split ties with Drew uh, Henson. Yeah, and uh, and uh, best he got was the Orange Bowl or something. He, you know, he never got to a national title. It was a different day. You guys mate. remember LFO? Yeah, new kids on the block had a lot of hits. Yeah, Chinese food makes me sick. The other day, is that uh, why you don't like Chinese? Watching uh, YouTube videos yeah. and was watching an L- LFO YouTube video, and they were wearing a Tom Brady Michigan jersey. I was like, <laughs> "That's the greatest fucking story I've ever heard, Bobby." Uh, one, <laughs> oh, the one, dumbest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever heard. Why don't you tell me about the, your experience <laughs> watching that Michigan Alabama game into overtime? I don't watch a lot of college football. I watch basically two games a year. That was one of them. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Michigan dominated the first half. Um, well, he, here's the thing with my, this is my same rant to do with all college sports. Um, these kids are young. Uh, when they get in big pressure situations, they all shit their pants. They always fuck up. We saw that left and right in that Alabama Michigan game. It's infuriating to watch. Some people love it because of the chaos. I think it sucks, but uh, they all seem to straighten out, especially your boy, JJ uh, in the fourth quarter, that the game tying drive was impressive. Um, you know, a lot in the running game there, obviously I forget the running back's name, but he's very small. He's never going to be an Blake NFL form. player, but, um, you know, he gets the game winning, uh, touchdown there. Um, uh, I don't know your thoughts. I did not watch the Washington game in the Texas game. Very late, very, very late. old. It was, late. It, it was very late. And, um, who wants to watch Washington fucking football, Yeah, but Bobby, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought it was a fun game. It's fun to, it was good to watch. I mean, they came out with a plan. They, they dominated the first half. Alabama countered in the second half. And then in the fourth quarter, they readjusted and, and won the game. I think you see Michigan has great players. They have like 15 guys that are going to get drafted. So I think it'd be fun. And I think a lot of people are enjoying the fact that there's other teams in the national title game that aren't your Alabamas and Georgias. So I think it should be a good game. Well, it's been eight years since an SEC, SEC team hasn't been in the national championship. I think it was since the last time when Ohio State won. It was Oregon at Ohio State, right? Yeah, like that was the team Zeke was on. Yeah. Bobby downplays his Michigan fandom so much. It's always – he doesn't want to get riled up about college football. Maybe that's my fault. Maybe just, I've railed on it too hard. Um, You want to maintain the 
I know. Well, it's like it, it isn't because like, it sucks I, and it's stupid and I've no one cares. I've adopted them as a team so that that way I have like a rooting option. But I'm not like I don't really get like mad about it. Like it's just really yeah, so more you don't fucking care. Like everybody else that watches college football in the new. No, so is that your is that your basketball team too? Like do you no, watch? College? I, I could give a shit about the basketball team. Whatever. College mm-hmm. basketball is dumb. I love college basketball. Thank you. College basketball is worse than college football. We'll college, get there. March is just around the corner. College basketball is is currently one of like the worst sports. It's it's, it's terrible. Awful. You want to yeah. see? I would rather watch YouTube marks on shorts. Ball. Guys Wait, that can't hit fucking fourteen foot jump shots. Yeah. College they have basketball. academics. They can't just stay in the gym all day like the NBA players. I'm surprised you pronounced that correctly, Raymond. Um, let's move on to the real stuff. The NFL storyline, just a couple here. Uh, the Lions game, Lions-Cowboys. Um, first of all, just the overall, we'll get to the playoff picture here. We'll burn through it because we're running a little late. But the best teams in the NFL, except for maybe the 49ers, even though Kyle, Kyle Shanahan may fall in this category too, just frauds left and right. Frauds all over the place. Teams losing instead of winning. That's what this whole this whole season is going to come down to. Teams losing instead of winning. The Lions did it again. Now, the refs fucking screwed them, but the Lions, in that call to go for two, three times in a row, after a timeout, a blown call by the refs, and then you fail again. I, that's losing instead of, of winning. Just kick the fucking field goal. Go to overtime at that point, Dan Campbell. Your thoughts on the Lions, the NF, the refs call. They doubled down on it, by the way. Their first move was they suspended that crew from the playoffs. They're not in the playoffs. But then they came out publicly and said it's basically the player's fault. He didn't report correctly, which clearly he did. They fucked them. Bad. Well, they also said, Zoe said it best today. Uh, not today. It was on uh, Tuesday, I believe. He said uh, they set three linemen up there to confuse the ref or confuse the Cowboys when no matter what, who reports, it goes over the intercom so the other team can hear it. So why do you send three? So basically Detroit was like kind of fucking their own shit up, trying to play the surprise tactic, but it wasn't going to work regardless because they're going to tell you who's eligible for receiver, you know, because the Patriots did that to the Colts or Ravens back yeah, in the day. Except and- it did work because they scored. Except it did work. Yeah. But they called the wrong guy eligible. That's why. Yeah, because Brett Allen's a fucking asshole. Because the yeah. fucking rep screwed up. No, I, I understand. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Oh, you're, said, you're, you think I'm saying they should have sent one guy up there so the guy, the ref, but you fuck think it, it worked because the it because the Dallas players were listening to the intercom and they were like, This guy's eligible to cover him. No yep. fucking way. Players don't listen to the intercom. No chance. No way. I guarantee you that's what they're all preaching this week in team meetings. Hey, yeah, preaching. we did We did what we were supposed to. We guarded the right guy. Dallas is preaching the same thing they preach every week. Money, cash, and hose, whiskey, money, cocaine, cash, hose, money, <laughs> cash, hose, money, cash, hose. Any thoughts on it, Bobby? We'll move on. No, that's that's it. Well, money, cash, hose. I have some thoughts. Yeah, no, yeah we can talk about that. <laughs> Russell Wilson benched for not adjusting his contract to uh, adhere to his clause of uh, Broncos injury guarantee. Yeah, this is more of this player fucking uh, empowerment. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the I don't know. So the the story is that he got benched because he refused to, or he was threatened to get benched because he refused to adjust his contract. What did the Broncos say? We're gonna take a hundred. You take a hundred million dollar pay cut, or we'll bench you. Like what? Like how yeah. much were they asking him to take? Like of course he's gonna say no. He's guaranteed. I think like, I don't what know what his the, deal. His deal was pretty high though, right? When he got traded, huge. It's massive. It's two hundred plus million dollars. But the it's thirty nine million guaranteed if he got hurt. And uh, what what the Broncos were saying, I think, was 
remove that clause mm. from your contract because we're not sure we want to move forward with you and we can't afford $39 million for a quarterback that's not playing on our team. That was a dumb clause in your contract that was written by the admin that was written by the guys before we got here. Mm. I think that logically it's what makes sense. Or maybe Sean Payton was just like, we don't want you next year. So sit the fuck down. I bet there's been a lot of tension between the two of them. Even when uh, Sean Payton came here, I think there were some things he said when he was in new Orleans about uh, Russell Wilson. And it was just like, it, it was going to be a disaster regardless. And I think now Sean it's Payton like the writing on the, the wall. Yeah. Well, what I heard was Sean Payton uh, went in there and when Russell Wilson went to Denver and that big, massive trade, Bertrand picks the big deal and everything. And then they sucked is because he was a prima donna, remember? And it was uh, mm. the Russell Wilson, blah, 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 blah. Sean Payton went in there. Sucks. And then they won the four or terrible. five games, and you start getting reports that Sean Payton went in there straighten Russell Wilson out and said, you're going to run my offense. I don't give a fuck who you are. I got a Super Bowl too. Shut up, sit down, play, play offense for me. And then people were heralding Sean Payton for it, and now they're calling him an asshole for it. Because they're losing again. I thought Sean Payton, I always thought Sean Payton was a little bit overrated, but I don't know. He got, He turned around that Broncos team a little bit. And they clearly don't want Russell Wilson, which is why we, we were talking about the text chain. I don't want Russell Wilson either for a bridge quarterback. Oh, no, I didn't know. Like, I didn't even think that there would be a possibility a of entertaining this. No, he's fuck no. just a world of baggage that I want nothing to do with. And he, he had sex. Out. He had sex and he's ruined. Good one. Um, Panthers owner fined $300,000 for tossing a drink, beer, whatever, at a fan out of the owner's box. Hilarious. I said to you well, that. I didn't even get a reaction out of any of you. And I was just very upset. I'm I mean, sorry, Ray. It's on the show. What do you want from me? He's stressed yeah. out. He think he might be on the list coming out. So he's a, he's a little bit stressed. A little stressed. Ooh, fucking Mr. Foreshadow okay. here. Foreskin. Over here. Nice job. You're Mr. Foreskin. Thank you. <laughs> you he wasn't circumcised. Get out of here. <laughs> that shit's covered up all the time. If I can see it one day, I'll be able to tell you if it's uh, circumcised. It's under the yeah, FUBA and know. the foreskin. Yeah, well, dark side of the FUBA. Um, I'm not going to go through all these playoff scenarios. There's a bunch of teams tied. Um, here, the big one, Bills, Dolphins, Sunday night football. Going to decide. Ooh, that's going to be a good. One. It's one of the first times I can say I'm pro Bills. Ray, obviously you're pro Dolphins. That was your prediction at the beginning. Yeah, because I'm a spiteful cunt. Yes. I want the Dolphins to win. Tyreek, Tyreek Hill's got his house burning down from toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> if no he doesn't hate kids, if he didn't hate kids before, he definitely hates those motherfuckers. Oh, there's now. no way that kid doesn't have his arm broken currently. He's gonna have he's gonna have three <laughs> children born from three different women at the, on the same day. Allegedly, they're his. Allegedly, yeah, yeah allegedly, they're not his. Great father, great father. Yeah, great father. Uh, yeah. Another battle of frauds. The Bills. Josh Allen sucked in that Patriots game last Sunday. He was awful. Bills were awful. They started three drives from the 30. Bailey Zappi threw him three interceptions inside their own 30. They scored one touchdown, barely. Mm-hmm. He. And he had that him. costly fumble as you're trying to get a four, uh, third down play, and he fumbles it. Yes, frauds. The Dolphins absolutely fucking shmammered by the Ravens that same day. Just frauds. These teams are frauds. Uh, Tyreek Hill didn't play that day. Okay. Yeah, his house is on fire. No, that was uh, that was the other day. That was when Rich was in Miami. <laughs> Give the kid the lighter. Here you go, little buddy. Wait that puff. motherfucker. Uh, any other storylines? I don't know if you guys have any uh, off the top of your head. Uh, Eagles, uh, Cowboys. Eagles with a win. Cowboys lost. They get it. They've been Eagles frauds. 
Yeah, a little bit. The Patriots figured him out in week one. They just fucking suck. But the Cardinals beat him. I mean, the Cardinals were the second worst team in the NFL, and then they go out there and put a schlacking on the Eagles. Cowboys are frauds. Um, Who's your only two frauds? Who are teams that you think could just run the table now? 49ers is basically it. Uh, I would give you Ravens, except Lamar Jackson's playoff record blows. So he's sitting out this week, which I think is a mistake. Yeah, it's gonna be two weeks that he doesn't get any playing time now. Hasn't didn't work for him in the past, and then yeah. another. Bye. He's a rhythm player. 100%. Two weeks off for Lamar Jackson, then come back cold into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're going to take on the Dolphins or um, the Chiefs, Chiefs, maybe. Yeah. Like no way, no way. Uh, 49ers, it's theirs to lose. I, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, fire Kyle Shanahan. 49ers, Ravens, Super Bowl, probably. You take Kyle Shanahan over here if they lose the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah. 49ers, Ravens, Super Bowl. We'll get to that in a second, Bobby. Another foreshadowing right there. Mr. Aaron Rodgers back Mr. in the, Fo- back in the Mr. program. Mr. Foreskin over here. Yeah. God damn. Uh, all right. Quick break. And then a uh, 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 one minute Red, Red Sox. Red Sox was- one minute there. Red Sox minute. Just let Bobby do it. <laughs> Go Red Sox. And on to the... Yeah. Uh... In other news, the Boston Red Sox still exist. <laughs> it's funny that he calls them the Boston Red Sox, just to like reaffirm that he's talking about the right team. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to get to this Chris Sale thing real quick. I mentioned on the top, Chris Sale uh, traded to the Atlanta Braves for Von uh, Grissom. Second baseman, Ron Grissom. Uh, Chris Sale, arguably the worst contract in Red Sox history. We've talked about in this past. Uh, it's a close one-two with Pablo Sandoval and and Chris Sale. So him jettisoning town the first time when I first saw the headline, I went, woo, way to go. You, you did the impossible. Then you look a little deeper into it, and they paid the Braves $17 million to get him off their payroll, um, which is two-thirds of what they owed him this year. And it's the last year of his deal – which is $23 million, which is one of the lower – it was front-loaded, kind of. So one of the lower years of AAV, they need starting pitching, uh, and they paid to get him out of town. And what they got back was a very similar profile to what they've been getting back for every single trade they've made since Heimbloom came here, except the skill level was tapped up just a couple notches because you put Chris Sale's name in the deal. So uh, this Vaughn Grissom has a little bit of time in the MLB with the Braves. His first at-bat was against the Red Sox. He had a home run over the Green Monster. Since then, he struggled in the uh, in the MLB defensively, certainly, and offensively. You know, he went through the struggles that young players go through, but he raked in AAA. So prospect-wise, he's, a, he's good, very good. He's projected as your opening day starting second baseman of the Red Sox. But I just look at the deal and go, it's the same shit. It's the same moving big salary to bring back young talent with term, with question marks. That's the same profile that we've seen with Heim Bloom to Craig Breslow, except Breslow had the balls to do it with a name where Bloom didn't. Bloom mm-hmm. had a couple sale deals on the table and he never pulled the trigger. And say what you want about Chris Sale. We've been down on him as everybody else has. He's, he's been awful since post-2018 World Series. But his name is still Chris Sale. He's still a two-time Cy Young winner, and you got back a questionable fucking second baseman for him. 
So it's not a slam dunk in my opinion. It's the same kind of deals that that's been that's been going on. The only uh, silver lining I see in this Raymond is like my biggest problem with Heim Bloom is there was there was no direction. So we know John Henry is cutting payroll. They want to be a mid market Tampa Bay type of organization. Obviously, we have problems with that. It's not what they should be, but fine. That's where they are. If you're going to be that type of team, you need to be able to address talent and good talent um, that can play on the cheap and still be competitive, a la the Tampa Bay Rays. Heimblum couldn't address talent. Everybody he brought in here sucked. <laughs> so your only choice, your only uh, goal, uh, uh, hope here as a Red Sox fan is that Craig Breslow has a better eye for young, cheap talent. And now they're rumored in on guys like this Jesus Lazardo from the Marlins, a 25-year-old left-handed starting pitcher that would slot in right behind Bayo. Um, you've got this Vaughn Grissom, uh, a young second baseman. You've got these young infielders that are coming up. You've got a, a gaggle of young outfielders that are coming up. Uh, there's a handful of those guys that are rumored in trade deals for some more young pitching. My point here is all of all of the rumors are floating around young, good, talented guys. Right, and there's there seems to be a a motivation to get young good talent. Where with Heim Bloom, it just felt like he was playing and on multiple different levels and trying. But to... They weren't young either. Some of the guys that he brought over were very old. No, he made the deal for Schwarber yeah. like mid season, and then one deal he's going out and get getting three prospects to be named later. It just felt very discombobulated with no mm-hmm. real path forward. Seems like Breslow has more of a direct path towards a youth movement. Um and moving some of our current prospects to bring in real talented young guys with a little bit more pedigree, which, you know, it's what you have to do. If, if John Henry's not going to spend the, the um, Lucas Giolito move doesn't make, doesn't fit into that bucket, but he's essentially a one year deal, cheap starting pitcher. And you, and you needed some of that. So they're looking to move on from Kenley Jansen, which falls into there. Um, if they bring this in is this... all ifs and buts and coconuts, he has to do it though. That's the thing. Like it, it sounds great, but he has to fucking pull the trigger. Something that Heim Bloom never did. It was be able to address the young talent, like you said. But this guy Breslow has to go out there and actually do it, and he hasn't done it yet. Like you said, six weeks till spring training starts, and this team's not even fucking complete. You got holes all over the place. Yeah, the only thing I'll say to that is he did pull the Chris. Sale trade and baseball operates this way. It operates late, 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 late in the offseason. Starting I mean, to get Blake, way later now. Yeah. Blake Snell's still in the market, right? He's your, he's your best domestic starting pitcher. You know, you had you uh, go to the Yankees. I uh, just read a report today. Good. I don't want Blake Snell. I don't even want uh, Montgomery. I would rather them trade for a young kid. Because... They're saying Montgomery is the uh, Red Sox are top on the list of uh, trade prospects for Montgomery. Signing prospects. I've signed prospects. Yeah. Yeah too expensive but whatever that my point is here it looks like there's a direction for a youth movement they're going to move the kenley jansen uh, if they get the lazardo guy and another starting pitcher you move hauk whitlock pavetta to the bullpen now you've got a stacked bullpen there's a little bit of positivity that i'm pulling out of this team where the last two or three years with bloom it was zero negative fucking nothing they'll, Their be, team gone right by, now. they'll be gone by may 1st probably i mean if you look on paper their team blows right now <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of eggs to drop across the MLB, and it's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. It has to because there's so many players on sign still. The teams have to make moves because spring training starts in February. So there you go. Last piece on the Red Sox I wanted to talk about is is the John Henry motivation here. And we've seen this before with professional sports teams dropping payroll, driving up their margins in terms of profits, 
creating a young, talented, unproven team sets it up for a potential sale. You've been hearing this for like five years now. Fuck, no way. It's not going to happen. Yeah, he's got so many fucking uh, other sports businesses that it doesn't even matter. He ain't going to sell. I heard a rumor that the Fenway Sports Group wants to buy an NFL team. They would be a team. They well look here if you're a John Henry John Henry Sill needs to sell the team guy if you're on that bucket which I think everybody is at this point you better hope they want to buy an NFL team because the, the only way they're doing that is selling the Red Sox that's the only way you get an NFL team you the only way you get into the NFL is with five billion dollars and the Red Sox are worth five billion dollars well they got to the Premier League and I bet you Liverpool is worth more than any NFL team that was a while ago though that was. That was like what ten years. Look up yeah, what they so... bought Liverpool for. And either way, if you bought Liverpool and you bought Pittsburgh Penguins, and whatever else they've bought to the point, how what are their cash reserves? I mean, how much money do they actually have to keep buying shit up? Do they want to get out of baseball and get into the NFL, the cash cow that is the NFL? If that's the case, maybe they got to sell the Red Sox to do that. Move out of. They baseball. bought it for Liverpool. Sign for... some deferred contracts. They don't have to pay that shit for a while. Bingo. <laughs> and then get out of baseball. <laughs> they bought Liverpool for $366 million in 2010. There you go. They're... <laughs> What's Liverpool worth now? 4.5 bill or something? 2010? Yeah. Yes, yeah, 13 years ago. Fuck yeah. They're they're about what Liverpool's worth about what the Red Sox are worth, which is hovering 5. around. 5.29 million dollars. Or billion dollars. Billion dollars. Yeah. Billion. The Red Sox are yeah, about the same. Billion. The Red Sox are about the same. And I bet uh yeah. what are the penguins worth? Significantly less, but probably still in the billions. Probably a billion. Oh, but. Red Sox are worth less. Wow, five, four point five. <laughs> really? They were at five at one point. Well, they yeah, fucking suck. So that's well, not. Then they traded away Chris Sale. <clears throat> <laughs> it all went to the hell after they created six. So there you go. Uh, if you're looking for a silver lining, um, <laughs> nine hundred ninety million dollars for the Penguins. But I just said a billion dollars. Pretty good. Not even. They're not there yet, though. I said about a billion. Jesus, hockey's going up. It takes them a while. Okay. No, Slow okay. progress. Uh, $18. Silver linings for the Red Sox. It looks like they've got a directive for his youth movement, and John Henry may be positioning himself to get into the NFL, which would take him signing the Red Sox. There's your positive spin there. Uh, we'll be right back with the very highly anticipated uh, segment of uh, this may bump the bot pod. We, only, we don't have much time. The Spirit Walk of Truth with Chief Bobby. We're really looking forward to this. We'll be right back. Doobie, doobie, doo. I'm just staring at that first computer for a while now. It's on, it's on my fucking screen. <laughs> the first, the picture of the first computer didn't get put in. It was supposed to be a picture of the first computer. Then you'd scroll down and see the picture of your mother's ass. But obviously, just one of them went in there. That's not my mother's ass. No, it's not. No, I know it is. No, it's not. A nice looking booty. Um, well, uh, welcome to the, our newest segment, the Spirit Walk of Truth with Chief Bobby. Uh, Bobby, why don't, why don't you give us a little bit of a quick synopsis of what we're looking to do here with the spirit walk of truth yeah what we're looking to do here is just we're looking to look at polarizing topics take a a, 
a, a macro view, go into maybe some reasons why it's a it's a point of contention, uh, some things to, on, on both sides, get our opinions and uh, have a little discussion about some common conspiracy theories out here that, you know, and maybe input our, our thoughts on it. And the one I wanted to talk about first was uh, the moon landing. Yeah. So uh, that's you're really burying the lead here. Uh, this is our conspiracy theory corner. This is our conspiracy theory segment. <laughs> we're just going to talk about conspiracy theories. Uh, and uh, Bobby's <laughs> going to start with the moon landing and we're going to go from there. Ray's been really itching for this. We've done what's in your quay. That'll be coming back soon, too. But Ooh, basically, okay. what's in Ray's quay is uh, real life murder mysteries, uh, <laughs> Fortnite fucking uh, documentaries <laughs> and conspiracy theories. That's what Ray likes to watch uh-huh. right up your alley. This is this is all you, Bobby. Go for it. I have a uh, lot to say in this. <laughs> I know but, where you already. I know where you're at already too. Uh, um, team fucking NASA. But go ahead. I knew it. I fucking you knew fucking it. NASA shill. Fuck you. You don't believe anything. I that's gonna fucking come out knew of your it. Mouth what a loser. You, are, you don't even believe it. God damn it. Well, I mean, anyway, make your point. Look, it, it'd be a real boring show if we all just agreed. Um. <laughs> so make you know make your point. I got my fucking Fair makers. Enough. Raymond, first of all, Raymond, how do you? What's your initial thoughts on the moon landing? It didn't happen. Yeah, staged. So, it was staged. You know, well, if you just go through and pull up a list of uh, common technological achievements that happened around the time, you know, you'll see a lot of really underwhelming stuff. Something, you know, the floppy disk was the major achievement in 1967. Then, in two years from there, we live streamed from the moon. Okay, it was literally live on TV broadcasting from the moon. So, yeah. okay, first of all, false it wasn't live broadcasting, that's not what happened. Second of all, uh, it was a 20 second delay that's pretty much live. <clears throat> they had to create new fucking technology, they created mm. video to if send it's so cold the on the moon, though, why, why would that freeze? Why wasn't there frost? There's no it's very cold up there, apparently, from what Raymond, they've all I'll said. present the evidence. Thank you. All right. Apologies. <laughs> uh, first of all, it wasn't live. Go ahead. It's pretty live. Uh, that's about as live as it gets. Okay. No, so live as it gets is live. Ask your mother about her 20 second delay orgasm, and then we can talk. Richard. No, that one didn't work. No, that one didn't, didn't work. No. Sorry. Bob <laughs> liked it. <laughs> it didn't work, but I appreciate the backup there. So I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. For that. So uh, since you're going to be a Team NASA uh, shill on, on this one, Richard, the Van Allen radiation belt, okay, which is some, which they've said literally NASA said that we can't get through this fucker. No, okay? they didn't. Since this. No, they, they didn't. So what you know what they said was, so we had the technology, but we've since lost it. Also wrong. No, they didn't. I don't know where you got this information from. A fucking you were you hanging with Kyrie and Aaron Rodgers? They didn't say hey, that. They were Here's smoking what they said. ayahuasca. What are you, a college professor questioning my sources? Fuck what are you? you. Where are you, you, where are you, you getting you? your NASA shill? Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, arguments the from Van Allen radiation belt. If you look, it just do one second of inter- of of internet uh, research, kind of goes like a figure eight. Around the around the Earth, which creates uh, uh, weaker points and stronger points. First of all, second of all, the radiation from the goddamn Van uh, uh, Van oh, Allen wow. radiation belt. <laughs> Rich didn't work today. 
All the Apollo projects, this is right out of mm-hmm. NASA. The readings from the nine Apollo missions that reached the moon show the astronauts' average radiation exposure of 0.46 radiation-absorbed dose, okay? The proved NASA was right to shield the astronauts from the radiation, which they did. They learned that they needed to do that because they sent up hundreds of probes through this motherfucking thing. They sent Apollo 8 through the goddamn thing that circled the moon and came back before you landed on it. So less... Uh, though it's less than the experience from some nuclear workers, energy nuclear workers experience more radiation. It's pronounced nuclear. 0.46 rad is around 10 times more the radiation exposure Mm -hmm. of medical professionals who routinely routinely work in uh, x-ray radiotherapy. So here's what they did. They picked the weakest point in this fucking thing, and then they went super fast. They do not have the technology to pass through this belt. They have specifically said it. No, they haven't, but go ahead. Yes, they have. And you, sir, will be presented with more evidence about that. Moving on. Point me. Okay. All tapes and blueprints gone. They've since been just taped over or lost. What's up with that? Like my first haircut. My mom was very upset about that. What's the explanation there? Why don't we have uh, my dad taped over my first uh, haircut? So you hold on, wait a minute. You they what duct you recorded tape? you recorded your first haircut? My mom did, I guess. And my dad taped over. Oh, like a videotape they recorded you getting your first haircut. What did, what did he tape it over with? Your dad recorded over it with uh Super Babes 1979. <laughs> Huge bushes 1979. <laughs> uh, some wet t-shirt yeah. contest. Yeah. Yeah. Girls, the first ever girls gone wild. Yeah. Mm. Uh the information hasn't disappeared. That's also just not true. They have it, it's in uh tapes that are the Technology to replay these mm-hmm. doesn't exist, but there's. Hold on, do you want the actual number of? I don't want it. No, moving on. Thank you. Data that um, is. Photos have available. been proven to be doctored. There are uh, photographs where there are ideal backgrounds. You know, much like it's a set where the exact same mountains will be seen when they NASA described it as they were in different places or even in different years as there was multiple missions between 1969 when nice. I referenced the picture of your mother's ass to 1972. Your mother's ass, not mine. It's just whoever. It's just a colloquial statement. Yeah, I couldn't even find this one on the uh, interweb, so I'm just assuming you made it up. Nope, because uh, uh, also big thing too is evidence. Why is the flag evidence? A little bit. Why is the flag move? Flag doesn't move. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. There's a rod at the top of the flag. How come there's no stars in the photos, McPhee? No stars. Oh, that's a good one. If I look outside, there's fucking stars. You need to tell me there's no stars on the moon. How many stars do you see during the day? Couple. How many stars do you see during the day, Vine? It's at night. At no, night, there's always night. stars, no matter what, at the it's moon. It's always are dark you on the moon. Astrologist, listen. Are you an astrologist? Don't make me go with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay, we we know he's where Native he's going to stand. He can do whatever he wants. They went to the, they. It's not at night. And are you familiar with photography? Are you? Did you understand the idea of what shutter speed is? No, I obviously don't. Okay, fair enough. Go on. Enough. This, uh, so you you mean to tell me that you logically believe that it is more uh it, it's it makes more sense that we created all these things in two years, flew to the moon, and then just decided to never go back again, and all of these inaccuracies they did go are back somehow again. plausible? They did go back again. They have been in space since uh, the them. moon. He said the, the moon, moon McPhee. Moon. 
Allow me to continue. 1962, John Glenn orbits the Earth. 1965, Russia sends a woman to spacewalk. How come you don't swear on the Bible? 1968, swear on the Bible. You punch that guy in the face because that guy was a cunt. Uh, 1968, (laughs) Apollo 8 orbits the moon. They've been in space ever since. Apollo 17, last mission to the moon. 1972, six crewed missions have been to the moon. Twelve. I I fucking said that. On the fucking moon, there were 20 planned. Last three were canceled. Why? Because of money. There was 20 billion dollars original. Eight billion dollars. I'm sorry. Originally scheduled for the uh, Apollo missions. You know what it cost just to get the uh, the failed missions plus the six that actually made it. 20 billion that's 12 billillion dollars mm. in 1969 mm. and 1972 money more than what it cost to get there and then you know what was happening in 1972 the fucking vietnam war you beat them you beat them you beat the Lieutenant russians Dan. you beat them six times they didn't have a need for it anymore and then they cut the nasa budget to fucking zero to zero basically <laughs> they didn't they didn't do it anymore they went and fought the war that's why they didn't that's why they didn't keep going back is that why the tapes and blueprints are all gone They've been in space ever since. The shuttle landings uh, or the the uh, shuttle started in 1982. That's not that didn't they didn't just go to the moon and then technology didn't Called do anything. Space station. There. The space mm. station was after that in the 90s. They've continued the technology since then. You dopes. Um, NASA shill Rich McPhee. I never would have expected this from you. Well, so they obviously got to you when you were living in. Let D. me tell you something. Twelve. Really oh, that's what it is. You're down there that's in DC and they got to you. Come on. Here's here's uh, here's another one uh, with a powerful uh, telescope. You can actually see the Apollo landing sites on the moon from your living room there. Ray, if you really want to uh, try that, uh, there's a lunar reconnaissance orbiter. That's a lie. Today's technology that is going around the moon that actually takes pictures of the thing that can be seen. Have you actually seen the videos of the lunar module uh, lifting off? Have you seen that video? What do you think I did today? The um, <laughs> here here here's your here's your big debunker right here and this is logic this is not nasa shrill this is not um uh technology based this is just people this is just people people 12 astronauts in total have walked on the moon Four hundred thousand people were involved in the apollo program over its course of time i agree with you wholeheartedly that if that from those apollo accurate- moon missions there are eight thousand four hundred public available photos Thousands of hours of video footage, scientific data that they cannot compute to the point where you say they lost it. They didn't just lose it. They just don't fucking want it because there's mega data that you can't even comprehend the amount of audio recordings, air to ground conversations, live people who saw the rocket explode in the space dozens of times, 382 kilograms, 900 pounds, Raymond, of moon rock that they have brought back that is studied multiple times a year by scientists across the world that have all determined that the, it came out of no, a non-oxygen space. So you're why did will, they hire Stanley Kubrick to so produce you're looking the to tell film me Because they got Stanley Cooper to put some film together. Yeah. Over a million people over 50, 60, 70 years are in on it. What actually happened if it, they didn't go? What actually happened? Uh, they faked it. Duh. That's what I just said. Do you even listen to anything I fucking say? God. Buzz Aldrin punched that cunt in the face who wanted to swear in the Bible. Swear in the Bible. If you went there, swear in the Bible. He was a dopey little shit. 
if somebody walked up to you and said, hey, Rich, swear on the Bible of raise a cunt, you'd be, give me the Bible, bop, done. No, you know why? Because I get to make fun of Ray, not anybody else. Anybody else Ooh, yeah. That's right? yeah. called loyalty, Bobby. That's called loyalty, and I'm a goddamn American. So is NASA, you fucking commie. <laughs> well, Raymond, break the tie. Moon landing, real or fake? Oh, it's fucking fake. God Ooh. damn it. We'll be right back with Simple's fucking... Minds of the Week. <laughs> Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Stupid as stupid does, Mrs. Blue. I guess. Are you stupid or something? Stupid as a stupid does, sir. <laughs> like, how do you know that the walkie-talkie or radio communication was going to work from the moon to Earth, and yet the cell phone did Research, Ray. How do you know how can you research? How can you research that? It's science. It's science. <laughs> Don't use what those do you, big wait, words on me. How can? What do you mean? How can they research it? Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong put a, a radar detector on the moon that they're they're still bouncing fucking lasers off to this day. They yeah. couldn't do that if they, if there wasn't there. I, like you're just in the conspiracy zone. I get it. It's a good one. It's a very good one. And there was fake shit. Lots released. of other there good were, conspiracies. There were fake to dive photos into released to the public to uh, to to ramp up the excitement. And uh, there's a lot of reasons to 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 disbelieve it. The shady uh, governmental uh, involvement, the whole Cold War. I understand that. There's just so many mountains of evidence, like a million real people that were involved. What if we're all in the Truman Show? What if? That'll be next week with simulation theory. I like the simulation theory. I can get down with that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's for episode that's, two. That's episode that, two. That's much harder to disprove. This <laughs> this is for morons and fucking uh, simple minds, but welcome to the show. Um, uh, Speaking of morons and simple minds, let's get back to the regular scheduled program to end the show. We're going to do our simple minds segment with Ray's Bot Pond Basement. But a little precursor into that, I want to put Aaron Rodgers on here because he made the the news this week uh, with the... As he does every week, apparently. As he does every week. Uh, he is the Kyrie of the NFL. Maybe not even the NFL anymore. He's just... Um, the world. Just a YouTube conspiratist dork. Um, the smartest guy in the room. Guy rubs me the wrong way. People like this rub me the wrong way. He was on the Pat McAfee show. He made the news because he made a joke about Jimmy Kimmel being on the Epstein list. Which was funny to me. I think Kimmel overreacted to the whole thing. You think he did? But if you look, but if you listen He's to threatening to sue him, <laughs> yeah. If you listen to the uh, to the whole Aaron Rodgers interview or, or parts of it where he gets into these type of rants, he's just a douchebag. He's oh, yeah. just. I'm smarter than you because I read a couple things on the internet and watched YouTube, and some other people didn't. So I have some information. He, he ended that program talking about constitutional republic versus democracy, which anybody who's been in a drunken late night conversation about United States government who has that little bit of like nugget of knowledge pulls it out to be an asshole at the end. I've done it multiple times. That's how I know. Uh, actually, America really wasn't founded as a democracy. It was founded as a constitutional republic, which gets civil liberties, not freedom. So, eh, you know what the fuck you're talking about. That's what Aaron Rodgers sounds like on fucking live TV in front of millions of people. And he ended the show calling Felchie a fucking criminal, which he might be, but don't, you know, like, don't be a douchebag about it. Don't be a fucking douchebag about it, Aaron Rodgers. 
Like, don't act like the smartest guy in the room. So uh, there's your precursor, Ray, for Aaron Rodgers being an asshole and an idiot in the simplest mind of the week, calling Jimmy Kimmel uh, on the Epstein list, which brings us to Bot Pond's basement. Hasn't been disproven yet. Yep, thank you there, Richard. Uh, so the biggest thing I've been looking forward to in 2024 is the news that Epstein Island flight logs will be uh, unsealed and made available to the public. High-ranking political figures to billionaires, celebrities are all scared to see who's set on that list. Uh, it really piqued my interest, like you said, when Aaron Rodgers came out and threw Jimmy Kimmel's name that he's probably going to be on the list. So my question for you boys is this. Who will shock you the most if you see their name on the flight logs? Stephen Hawking. Right? Right? How the fuck? What, what was he doing? What? He had a threesome with several under... <laughs> shit on my lap. <laughs> I mean, it was probably the only way he was going to score. That's a good That's one. one. Uh, uh, I didn't read this before, so I'm just about right off the tops of my heads. And this is not shocking. This would be right in line with it. But it also just makes me laugh anytime I see this name on a list because Simple Minds. Um, I like to see OJ's name pop up on Ooh, stuff. That's a good one. <laughs> you know? You think Epstein would bring uh, O.J. Simpson? Or you no think he's got a little racist, little racist <laughs> going on? Uh, mine would be Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> anyone, actually, anyone from the View, like uh, those women from the View, I just can't stand. So, like, uh, that would be like the biggest, like, oh man, that's awesome! I can't I wait see. to fucking see them get dragged through the mud. So your motivation here is Belichickian. It's spite. Spite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm always I'm looking for the laugh here. I'm looking for the comedic. Um... Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones would make sense. Yeah, crap. Like, he likes it the old-fashioned way. He wants he wants to beat hookers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Prince Andrew is probably the funniest one of them all, and it's real, which yeah. is good. Bill uh, Clinton being named like hundreds of times is status quo. Ivanka. <laughs> no. Well, that goes to my next one. Uh, who is the least shocking? And then take out Trump and Clinton, since obviously they've been well established to be uh, friends with Epstein and all that. Well, first the the people that were actually named, like the unknown billionaire uh, technology technology uh, tycoons and Bill Gates, whatever. Hmm. <laughs> Bill That'd Gates be has been like named but not named, right? No, he has photos with uh, Epstein and Maxwell, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. So yeah, I think it's going to be very surprising to see him turn up on a list. Yeah. Do you know who Bill Gates is going to be running through those? This is, this is not my joke. Uh, this is from the McAfee show. Um, the Boston fan on the McAfee show. I forget his name. Um, but he said, you know, people are scared of this list and it and the John Doe's not being named because of the allegations that could come out. Like, you know, in today's day and age, you can name anybody and it could really run like wildfire and ruin their careers and the people would have to, you know, hang hang up their, their career cleats. And he's like, for example... Like if I was a Patriots fan and didn't want Bailey Zappi to be my quarterback, I'd be like, <laughs> "Hey Bailey, I think Bailey Zappi's uh, John Doe number thirty one thirty eight on that list." I'm pretty sure he made a trip down to. Like, what's the bad things you think out. that they're like taking out that they're not going to let be released? I'm I'm pretty sure people with money and a lot of power. Yeah. Oh. So or what do you think? Not, very specific or not actual design. S- we're not already sullied by massive sexual scandals like the Clintons. No. Uh, so lastly, like, what do you people. think will happen to these people that get indicted on this no. list? Nothing. Not a fucking thing. <laughs> Forget about it by uh, voting in November. 
I think in February, you know, they'll have their next meeting of uh, at whatever, you know, the organization they're in. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then there'll there'll be some new big thing that'll take us over, you know, and they'll create a new event somewhere. If Aaron Rodgers had anything to say about it, he'll what he literally said in the Pat McAfee show was we need to take our country back. Mm. We need to take a country back. He know Bill Gately is over there click clacking and fucking dairy, ready to fucking go. Yeah. Let's don't go, do... Aaron Rodgers. What fuck I go? Trade and, for him. Trade for him. I know he's stupid because he does he he does he dissuade that conversation politically in the exact way you think it goes. And we don't do politics on the show. But this list is certainly not fucking political at all. There's there's no way to make it political. There's not any uh pedophile Democrats or rich fuck Republican. They're all just schemy rich assholes who like gross things. So I don't know. Aaron Rodgers. They're I'll just bring it back to Aaron Rodgers. He's an asshole and he's a douchebag. Yeah. He's a Kyrie of Pat McAfee show. Yeah. Watching too many YouTube videos. Smoking a lot of ayahuasca. We've been to the moon. Uh, this is the Simba Sports Show. <laughs> That's Friday, a lie. Friday, January 5th. Richard. Hey there, gentlemen. Robert. Hey boys. Oh, Robert, by the way, congratulations on your national championship uh, team, Michigan, next Appearance. Monday. Oh, yep, thank next, you. Yep. Can't wait. My, it's the only playoffs I get this year. Well, you got the Celtics, you got the Bruins probably, and that's the only other two that you'll get. Well, the Celtics, yeah. No, I'll, I'll get I'll get some Celtics. Okay. You get to enjoy some, some Joey Maz debauchery. Uh, this previous December's coach of the month, just so you know, Joey Maz. Fuck that. Don't wait. Don't wait. Listen, I, Bill just gave us that wonderful bit of news, and then you ruin it with that. Sorry. That wonderful achievement. Sorry. I thought you were going to say, uh, I just had major deja vu, maybe because I wasn't looking at my phone. Uh, what did What did Bill say? Go ahead and find it. You'll see. Take a peek. Oh, is this about the white guy? Yeah. Correct. The white cornerback yes. taking yep. back, taking back what is ours. That's yep. what I thought your taking your initial. Uh, <laughs> no, we're saying. Oh, I thought that's what you guys said. No, no, uh, no, I no, didn't no. say that. I thought that's what you guys were saying. Uh, I also thought that that's what your congratulations was going to be about, uh, Ray. <laughs> no. I thought the uh, the Oklahoma uh, Native American tribe finally took back their lands. <laughs> and, uh, no, 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 no. Bobby. they're still fighting that fight, fighting that good fight. Well, well, you've got a lot of good things on your side here, uh, Bob. You got the uh, white power movement with this white cornerback. Uh, you know, the hopefully Oklahoma he doesn't Indians get black are fighting pretty hard. And what do you? How much Michigan. balls does it take a GM to actually pull the trigger on the first white cornerback in the first round? He'd be the first one since Jason Seahorn. That's the only other white cornerback I can think of. Well, that was the last one. Who else can you was think? Was he wow. a first round pick? Nineteen fifties, probably. No, Julian Edelman. <laughs> multi-tool player look at that julian element uh you know, obviously i've spoken about shane gillis on this program before but he's got a whole bit on that i don't know if I'm, i've done this on this show before or not uh 
but he was talking about segregation and how uh, Alabama football is real proud of themselves for doing it. And it was 1972. <laughs> First time they allowed black people like on the Alabama football team. Ago, yeah. And how many national championships they went after that? Yeah. He's like, imagine there was white cornerbacks in Alabama secondary in 1971. It's like, that's the last time you saw one of them back there. <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not nope. wrong. No, he's not. Just not, you know, cut out for it, I guess. Uh, speaking of not cut out for it, what do you say we start the show with some opening Thank you.